Hey, all you meat men and meat women out there. Uh, thanks for listening to The Best Barbecue Show. I want to give a quick intro to this episode. I took a whirlwind trip up to Fort Worth, which is about three hours away from Austin, to see Brad Orson from The Shed. He was serving pork sliders, a uh, few hundred sandwiches at a fantasy football event. Got to meet a whole bunch of football players. Michael Irving was there, among others. Uh, and the next morning, uh, Brendan Lamb met up with us for breakfast, and uh, we got to set up in the lobby of the hotel. Uh, we did get shut down by the hotel about an hour into it, but that's about as much as I wanted to record anyways. And before we got shut down, we had a great episode. We had a great conversation about barbecue, about you know really figuring out the barbecue world yourself. And Brad's done that. He went from selling barbecue on the side of the road to being a world grand champion. Uh, so I hope you enjoy this wide-ranging discussion with a, a couple of meat men here in Texas. Enjoy. Hey, to come in and meet man. Y'all to see me eat, man. Hit on the meat, man. Y'all to see me eat, man. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I was born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle green to show the hell that like a meat on the meat, man. You're listening to The Best Barbecue Show, the show where we talk, taste, and even try to cook the best barbecue in Texas, which is the best barbecue in the world. Yeah. We got a special guest here who makes the best barbecue in the world, <laughs> Brad Orson, how's it going? Yeah. Oh, it's uh, it's all whole hog today, right? <laughs> got a. Uh, I'm in Texas, so drinking a Shiner Bach. Cheers. I don't. Yeah. Cheers. It's uh, I'm, my boy's got a club soda. It's yeah. fine. It's in an awesome it's little bottle out. and everything though. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when in Texas, I mean, we got to talk some barbecue. And we're here with Brendan Lamb, uh, previously of La Barbecue, now of Smiley's, his yes. own. Uh, Awesome endeavor. How's that going? It's slowly but surely coming together. There's a there's a lot of pieces, a lot of pieces to put together. Going from uh, cooking somewhere to trying to run your own joint. So <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> well, so speaking of cooking, Brad, you slang a few hundred sandwiches last night, right? Yeah. Well, we did together. Yeah, <laughs> we did about 700 sliders uh, for the NFL fantasy football convention. <laughs> bunch of pro players showed up oh yeah it's uh it's hard to recognize them though because they usually have uniforms and, and helmets on and numbers <laughs> and their names on the back of their shirt but yeah man we uh what a great event smoke was rolling here in fort worth and uh and you teamed up with uh, robert smith right yep first class barbecue out of hempstead texas uh route we make their sauce at the saucery we have a co-pack facility and uh it's just you know, barbecue's about family, so this was just a great collaboration. And uh, how did you meet him to begin with? How did I meet Robert? We met filming the show Smoked, which he sponsored by Shell Rotella. Um, they built him this badass pit, or he actually built it for them. And uh, they were the sponsor of the show, so he was there every episode, and I judged seven of them. And um, he should have been on the show cooking. But they wouldn't let him. But he's a great cook and uh, just an awesome dude. So, And is that so he's sponsored by Shell and Rotella? Or are they like one thing? Shell uh, is the company and the Rotella is the one of the types of oil that they make, which is oh. a diesel engine. Uh, but they've got some new products coming out. So he tours around the nation uh, spreading the word about barbecue and um, and sustainability. You know. See, I was thinking Rotella, like the, the cans yeah. of... Uh, you were thinking, <laughs> all I need is some queso. Yeah. yeah. We love queso. And, you know, it's as easy as Velveeta and Rotella. 
But that's a cool marriage, barbecue and, and fossil fuels. Yeah. That's, yeah well, <laughs> it's really nice. Well, no doubt. You you got a big diesel truck, right, Brandon? Oh, yeah. It got me a F-250 Super Duty. I'm mighty proud of her. Yeah, we were cruising around in it. Luckily, Fort Worth's got big parking spots. Oh, yep. man. And the curbs are tiny when we were running over them. <laughs> <laughs> you barely feel them. I think they were curbs. Yeah, it's just a speed bump. Uh, so we hung out with some football players last night. You got to feed Michael Irving. That's yeah, cool. I literally, man, when he came in the room, yeah. well, you were you were telling it the best, man. <laughs> yeah, as soon as he walked in the room, everybody just started losing their minds. It was like there was a big fight or something happening. It was everybody like amped just up. Yeah, yeah, everybody just all of a sudden the the mood of the party just kind of uh, changed, and everybody was running over there with their little helmets and stuff to get them signed. And he was just trying to like make his way to where he wasn't being mobbed and. Uh, Ended up getting some food out of it. Yeah, we uh, so we went back in the kitchen, uh, made up some pulled pork sliders with uh, coleslaw, and he he said he liked them. But it was pre- it's super cool. I mean, you can imagine, you know, they got eighty thousand fans screaming at those guys and the pressure that they have to deal with, and then to see somebody that famous, like you know, there's fifteen hundred people in that building, and they were all staring at that dude. So I can imagine the pressure that they go through. And the shoes that they have to fill. But, man, he was smiling. You know, great guy. The, the players um, got to meet Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, that was and another one that everybody was freaking out yeah, about. Yeah, he totally. walked in the room and it changed like that, too. Not as much as Michael Irvin, but. <laughs> yeah, but the common denominator is food. It's barbecue. So, you know, it's a, uh, there's one thing they say as long as you got a pork sandwich in your pocket and you get anything you need <laughs> well you put a lot of pork sandwiches in pockets man uh you know you you kind of the shed's in its own spot there's not really a, a lot of competition in ocean springs huh now we're uh, we're right off of i-10 on exit 57 kind of in the middle of nowhere and uh you know it's a destination spot we got 25 acres right on the bayou and we just keep it real every day Keeping it real. Yeah. <laughs> you got your own hand-built barbecue out there. Yeah, we are the official day-drinking spot of South Mississippi. <laughs> That's amazing. So so you, like, throw specific big parties, or people just show up in crowds anyways? It's really people start showing up about 8 o'clock in the morning, and, um, you know, with I-10, it's always busy. Uh, we, we do a bunch of tourist business. Um, you know, we always say we support tourism because tourism supports me. And um, so, you know, we're, we're open arms, but lots of families, man. You know, there's nothing better than uh, to see, you know, like an eight-year-old kid watching an old 90-year-old blues man rocking the stage. Oh, man. And, you know, eating a piece of pulled pork or a slice of brisket. You know, those are the, the type of things that I love to see at the shed. We call it a family food drinkery. So <laughs> if the kids are having fun, guess what? The parents will bring them back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Definitely. So how, how often do you guys have music? Uh, we do music every Friday and Saturday. Um, it runs from 6 to 9. Uh, it's always free and in a family atmosphere. Is it always blues and, uh, like, uh, Bayou kind of? It, it is the uh, ton of blues, but there's also some country thrown in there. Um, you know, it's uh, I call it Americana music. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. there's all styles. I mean, we'll, we'll have a... You know, a 13-year-old little girl, uh, Amanda Shaw, which plays the violin, crushes it. (laughs) And people will show up to see, you know, they don't know what they're going to see. But it's when you were mentioning, when you walk in a barbecue joint door, you're not really looking for the menu because, you know, you're going to order some meat. (laughs) And same thing with the music at the shed. They know they're going to get something, you know, 
special it's going to be epic and and you got i mean you built that place so you got i, I know there's like a a trick door or something you, you, you got fun ways to mess with people when they come in yeah yeah it's uh it's kind of we opened pandora's box and never closed it back up <laughs> we called it the shed the shed <laughs> well and uh, anyway. we talk we talk a lot about uh you know the shed and and meeting up with you guys but this is the first time you've been on on the show officially so tell us tell us a story you know of, of kind of how you've built this place twice yeah it seems like three times we're in the <laughs> middle of a reconstruction right now um, well, we started my little sister and I started in 2001 uh, on a shoestring budget and we didn't have the shoestring pretty much so you know we started on 2,500 bucks and um, my grandma's Lowe's credit card <laughs> <laughs> nice and I got all the, I'm a dumpster diver, so we got all the, uh, we used to these old Altishams uh, that didn't work anymore. My dad and I drilled holes in the back of them, used an old char griller smoke box and hooked it up to the side. So it was like kind of an offset. <laughs> and, um, and we realized, um, you know, once the smoke was in the air and we started practicing, because my mom said, you know, what do y'all, why are you going to open a barbecue joint? Staring college opened a pizzeria my senior year and we did a sushi bar my junior year so I've always you know had the restaurant business in my blood you know knew it was always um, gonna happen some one of the something's gonna yeah, happen one of them so the I came up with this amazing marketing scheme of my first sign was I had this little smoker that I hid out under the bush right in front of on highway 57 and put a sign up that said honk if you're hungry and that did that for like three months while Brooke and I were, uh, were building it. I was 23 and she was 19. And she just agreed to help because she knew I didn't count money very well. I know how to make money, but keeping it, that's the hard part because I like oh, to yeah. spin that shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> Me too. Um, but we opened up uh, two days before we were supposed to. We had a goal of doing $350 a day. And uh, we did 500 the first day. Sold out the second day, and the third day, and the fourth day, and now, you know, 18 years later, um, now we just won Memphis MA. Which Boom, is, grand champions. Yes. Crushed Congratulations, that. So, by the way. Amazing. Thank you, man. That's, dude, that's yeah, awesome. It's, it's insane. But we've always, we had the same thing on the menu for 18 years. We added French fries. Oh. Yeah. Because people love French yeah, fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And always said, we didn't fry anything for like 10 years. And they just now you're getting then, some of those deep fryers. And yeah, we're like, all right, we'll add French fries. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, though. I love them. Um, it's one of my favorite food. Yeah. There, yeah it is. You can't lose mac the French and cheese. fries. Yeah. <laughs> French fries, mac and cheese, sliced brisket. Right. We're good. And so, uh, you know, this isn't your first grand championship, but this was a huge one. Uh, you know, you do the, the robo hog where you present it standing up. You know, what... What was, when did you first jump into competition? Like, how did you kind of get started before you destroyed everybody? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said there's, there's what, 250 teams at Memphis MA and 249 had to take an old school ass whooping this year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got them. You got, you got chicken wings. No Sorry, guys. <laughs> you know I love you, but that, that happened. I mean, you won Kingsford uh, champions yep. also. There's eight, there's eight categories, and we took first place in four, so... We didn't necessarily, we couldn't bring the broom up on the stage, but we, uh, we, we cashed some big-ass checks. Uh, that would have been nice to well, get and, a big-ass broom for that. Mm -hmm. And one of the sauces that you guys won comes from your sauce, or, or you didn't win, but they, the sauce that won, yeah. you guys make it, right? Yeah, uh, Porcosaurus. Um, 
one in uh, the tomato-based sauce, and we make that at the saucery. We, you know, we're a small batch co-packer, and we do a lot of food service stuff. So, you know, it's like four barbecue joints in my hometown, and you know, we make half of their seasonings and sauces. Um, make Big Mike sauce. Um, Carrie Bringle up with uh, Peg Lake Porker. We do all his bottles. So I can't do huge orders, but we've got a bagging machine so we can do one gallon bags. So, you know, it's back of the house stuff. Uh, my dad runs that, but he's trying to retire. Shout out to Daddy-O. Yeah, Daddy-O. Daddy-O taught me how to cook a steak at the NBBQA. Yeah. That was awesome, dude. Hell yeah. He, uh, Johnny Joseph taught him how to cook a steak. Oh, that, really? Like the day before that. <laughs> <laughs> and look, Johnny didn't place, and my dad did. So, oh, no. Oh, my dad gave him a shout out, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Johnny Joseph, man, if you ever have a chance to watch that guy cook a steak, he's, he's a fucking magician. Like, really? It is insane, yeah. Where's he out of? I'm not sure. He's out of Texas. Um, but, man, just a great individual. He always wears this bright yellow shirt, so you can't miss him. Um, but, I mean, he is, like, the king of the SCA. Is he, like, reverse sear? Or is he hot and fast? How's he doing? He's hot and fast, meticulous. I mean, if it says that that steak's going to be on one side for a minute and 15 seconds, it's exactly a minute and 15 seconds. I mean, everything is exactly right. He's holding a laser thermometer in one hand and a freaking spatula in the other and i mean everything gets the grill marks i mean you could literally measure them and they would be perfect and he's just doing it on site uh, you know just looking at it and is i mean dude if you, he's got enough rings that fill up his whole hand and those sca rings are big yeah daddy has got and a they few. mean a lot yeah <laughs> man that loves his craft you know i we started this show all about going to restaurants talking to people who cook talking to enthusiasts uh you know, I've, we've been to a few competitions. I've seen belt buckles, all that stuff. But when I saw those rings, I was like, okay, I might cook a steak for one of those rings. Like, those rings yeah. are legit. You're going to have to cook a badass steak, yeah. man. <laughs> that, that's something that I haven't been that driven. Like, I love covering all the competition, but that's the only thing that ever made me go, okay, maybe I should, maybe I should really work on my steak game because I'd, I'd love to win one of those rings, dude. I mean, competitions are fun, and they're even more fun to win. But can you imagine how, because of barbecue competitions, how the regular, like our meals at our houses and how many meals at houses that we don't even know have been elevated because they're watching competitions either on TV, right. they're hearing it on shows like yours, like this. Um, you know, I feel like food is, we thought barbecue was gonna be hot for a while and kind of just plateau off and it's as white hot and everybody's like, do you cook low and slow or hot and fast? Well, barbecue as, as a school is, hot and fast right yeah, now yeah. but we're still cooking low and slow <laughs> <laughs> always always low and slow well, well you're on the stick burner yeah, yeah. it's still been even you know it changes with the weather <laughs> it's a little hot and fast these days no doubt <laughs> yeah well hell the the uh, cooker's already at 110 without a fire yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You, you basically just need to like throw a match in there and you're yeah we're just warming it up yeah <laughs> As long as there's no lighter fluid, you're okay. Yeah. Never. Yeah. Never. Don't do it. Don't do it. Take I've been using. Uh, I just. I just start a little fire, and then once I can, I, I get some charcoal going, and then I put wood, and I just use a leaf blower to run it. I don't even because people use the torches and stuff. Yeah. I know it's faster, right, to use the torch. I don't even use a torch. I do what you do, yeah? and then I get like a piece of cardboard and fan it until it lights up with the kindling. Yeah, yeah. and then as long yeah. as the wood's good, it's. Yeah. And there is always, if you're doing your brisket right, there's always a piece of cardboard that's got some brisket juice soaked a into it. Bit. And should have started a fire <laughs> in a heartbeat. Yeah. Man, uh, over at Snow's, uh, 
clay puts all the briskets on like giant cardboard right. and that that cardboard's like more grease than the paper <laughs> at, at some point it's it's crazy oh yeah so, i still haven't been man That's yeah we gotta go my bucket list i've gotta go you're like the favorite guy at the whole place right well i've been there a lot yeah <laughs> they, we call it my office hours actually i should be there right now but yeah i was about to now say we, Fort Worth. we should have left We're this good. morning mm-hmm. to go up there we could have man yeah. we that, that would have been that yeah. would have been a mad dash yeah wake up at like 5 a.m yeah <laughs> just barely make it hey, back you know, yeah how come you're not back brad well let me words. tell you <laughs> <laughs> here here baby hold my bear <laughs> y'all watch this shit. <laughs> but so uh y'all share a few common things with snows including foodie direct those guys uh those guys are all over the place. They do a bunch of places in Austin, and, and they work with you too, right? Yeah, Foodie Direct is, uh, they figured out shipping on perishable food. So, you know, if you've got a product out there, like they sell our ribs and a bunch of other places, uh, barbecue, they've got desserts, they've got, you know, it's like that when you have a place in your hometown that you just love, whatever it may be, and you can't get it because you live halfway across the world. Foodie Direct has found a way that you can order it. Shows up to your house in a couple days. Um, but I mean, they're selling—I mean, they're selling a million dollars worth of food for us on the internet. Um, so it's been a profit that we would have never seen without them figuring out the shipping. Because you can get it overnight for like 15 bucks. That's I mean, ridiculous. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like basically fresh. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, hey, pretty much. Yeah. If you've ever had uh, a, a rack of ribs that was a uh, couple ribs you had left over the next morning for breakfast, you know, they're damn good still. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the barbecue's better the second day. That's hey, what I was, about, that's no what I was saying. I wake up and it's I, like I chili. enjoy it more. It just gets better. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, yeah. Well, y'all are used to selling out. I mean, isn't that a Texas thing with selling out on the every day? I yeah. mean, y'all just got people standing in line. It's like an epidemic. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's it is. crazy. Uh, I'm well, not complaining about it. I mean, that's what's going to happen here in Fort Worth when you get open, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's that's the goal, right? <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm excited, man. I got to look at the I got the sneak peek of the pit, so <laughs> for my pits. eyes only. Yeah. And the Big trailer. Well, and barbecue, it is really popular, but I think part of that is because of things like Instagram. I don't think most barbecue people would be connected if it wasn't for, you know, being able to hashtag meat man or hashtag, uh, you know, cooked with smoke or slow and low or like people are connecting through mostly pictures, but a few words. And it's 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 amazing. Yeah, it's I mean, it's by far. I mean, we're we're at the shed BBQ and it's like. Sometimes I feel I'm looking at my own site going, oh, shit, look what we did. <laughs> you know, like, wow, because, you know, with my sister and um, and everybody posting and our sauces are available around the nation. So Instagram has been a godsend for us. Well, and, and people get to see what you're doing. Like uh, I saw I saw your bathroom getting craned up the other day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got written up for a bunch of code violations. Uh, I mean, it is a shed, no doubt. The shed is the shed. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so we had to elevate our bathroom six feet in the air. Uh, but you can see it on Instagram. Check it out. We're not quite done yet. All the boys, Scotty and Buggy, the whole team is there, you know, busting ass right now while I'm sitting on a nice, cushy couch and some air conditioning, <laughs> drinking beer in the morning time. But but that's kind of the vibe in barbecue. You said, you know, after you guys had the fire, people showed up. You know, yeah. it wasn't you, – you didn't – put a call out people were just there like what do you need they were Let's building go. yeah literally you know we had a fire in 2012 
that burned the whole place to the ground. And everybody was there the next day. I mean, we had a thousand people show up in the within the first week, and everybody had hammers and nails and two by fours and windows. And I mean, we were just like the whole place got cleaned up. It was it was a, a very very crazy what you know food can do if you're doing food right and people can be there and always exactly know what they're going to get when they walk in the front door of the shed so you know thank god for barbecue it's a great community over there man yeah there's there's a lot of uh we call them shed heads <laughs> <laughs> but it's you know with uh with my sister and i i mean we started at a young age so uh people respect that and you know I had uh, this old man come up. He's like probably 90 years old. He came up on a cane, and uh, the day after I got written up, first front page paper, you know, Orison <laughs> gets written up for code violations. He comes hobbling up on the porch. It's like 100 degrees outside, and uh, and I was like, hey, I appreciate you coming in, you know, because I was kind of sitting there down and out on the porch, and he's like, the only reason I'm here is that make sure you got enough money to fight those fuckers <laughs> and he went in and bought his eight dollar pork sandwich and left and i was like that's why i do this that is exactly why i do this that's the guy right there yeah that's beautiful well and and you know you're very connected with operation barbecue relief and that's another place where people just they don't even hesitate they just show up they feed people they help people uh there there's this depth to the barbecue community that people just want to help people want to throw down people want to be a part of it and it's just it's a really beautiful thing yeah operation barbecue relief is definitely a uh organization i mean we've been in since uh for years and years but you know it's crazy to think that i mean you got two pits right now on trailers that if something happened we, we could roll I, and you yeah. already got some post oak in the back of your check <laughs> no really he does i just saw it <laughs> i mean so we could be anywhere right yeah. now and uh, and helping people, and it's an organization that, you know, you you hope you never have to do anything. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. there's crazy crazy weather events and just everything happening. But Operation Barbecue Relief is a uh, it's a lot of good karma there. A lot of good folks. Sign me up. Yeah. You oh you're already in. Bro. You didn't know that? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone out there who wants to, you can go to Operation Barbecue Relief's website. And there's a volunteer form, and they are they're just amazing at connecting people with a skill to who they need on the on the ground i mean they sometimes have to open five thousand cans of tomato sauce yeah like I've, they have I've personally opened at least five thousand cans <laughs> uh at the hammond um man they had we had a uh bunch of the sheriffs were out there and i mean these guys were working and you know you never know it's crazy real until you're working next to somebody and you're like, so where are you from? And they're like, oh, I'm right down the street. Like, oh, well, how's your house? Oh, it's it's underwater. Yeah. Like, and you're here? And he's like, man, this is my community. Yeah. I'm like, wow, you know, your house is underwater right now, and you're here helping these people. So these are my neighbors. Is it? You know. Where else would I be? Yeah, yeah. Where, where else would I be? So um, OBR, but that's the way you got to do it. Now you got to register. You can't just show up on site and expect to be a volunteer. You got to register. Um, things are getting legit. We got some new semis this year that uh, Seaboard and Prairie Fresh uh, donated to the game. So, I mean, we can go out. We can do, you know, our biggest day is 42,000 meals. Wow. Oh, um, man. So, it's, it, it has turned oh, into man. a beast. I mean, it's a, we're almost at 2 million meals right now. Okay. Collectively. 
Well, that's so, a lot of cans. Yeah. That's oh. a lot of cans. <laughs> that's like what? 30 yeah. restaurants? I mean, I don't even know how many yeah. top, how many top four tops is that? Yeah, uh, that's a lot. You know, we feed five to 6,000 people a week at the shed and you start doing the math and 40 something thousand meals in one day. It's a lot of barbecue. Well, and there's a, a lot of knives. So many, <laughs> so many cuts and just, ah, uh, my hands are shaking, <laughs> yeah. but it's crazy. Cause it's like this positive bomb that goes off because while everyone else is trying to do this, you know, trying to figure out my house is underwater. This happened. This is on fire. This blew over. Like, People are just showing up and they're smiling and they're cooking and they're listening to people's stories. And it's like exactly what you need. Like, I, I never really thought about what you need at a disaster, but I can't think of anything that's a better plan than just show up, cook food for people, give them a place to be, you know? Amen. Amen. And look, even when you're not in a disaster, that's pretty much <laughs> if you got a good barbecue joint, that's what you provided is, you know, just a little bit of comfort because. You never know how good people's day are going or how bad somebody's day is, but you can always make somebody's day better, you know, no matter what. So. Mm -hmm. When we were talking at breakfast about how barbecue, it doesn't take any work. You just show up, you sit down, you put a platter in front of everybody. You're not, oh, well, I'm going to get the steak and you can get the chicken. Like, you just get everything and everyone <laughs> throws their hands in it. I mean, I'm taking off my rings. I'm, I'm not, I'm not picking up a fork most of the time. You know, no. like there, maybe for the side dishes, you know, <laughs> collard greens, yeah, <laughs> the mac and cheese. You just drink that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, do you guys do anything crazy with y'all's mac and cheese or? We don't, man. We're uh, we're just straight purist on that. That's Noodles, awesome. cheese, salt, pepper. That's perfect. Yeah, it's uh, we have a ton of kids and they. Um, it's just what they want. They want pulled pork and mac and cheese. Pulled pork it's and mac and mixed cheese. mixed together, too. It's oh, really man. <laughs> Hell, yeah. It's so good. Well, you got you got a ton of kids yourself. Yeah, I do. I do. If you all uh, have seen any of them, send them back. <laughs> yeah. now, I've got four little boys. Uh, today, they actually come back from camp. So I'm going to fly home and, uh, and see them. I haven't seen them in like a week. Nice. Yeah. I haven't seen the older two. But, dude, they're having a ball. Think about, think about when you were eight and nine years old yeah. and that like summer camp or that summertime fun. I mean, they're just... Not a care in the world. No. And they love to cook. It's an outdoor camp. No air condition. No technology. Um, so I'm sure they're going to come up back all beat up. Yeah. And just, they're all straight boys. Fiending for yeah. an iPad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we're breaking the iPad Good. before they get home. Good. Yeah. You uh, trading it out for a knife. There you go. <laughs> get, hey, I'll give you work. a pocket knife <laughs> if you break the computer. <laughs> Dad, I'm four. I know. <laughs> yeah, you that means somewhere. you get a four-inch pocket knife, buddy. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we just from knowing you, I, I know that your kids are probably wildlings. Oh Actually. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no other way. We got we live on kind of a small little farm uh, in town, and then we got a bigger farm by the shed. So I mean, they're raising goats and getting chicken eggs in the morning. Like we'll wake up now, and they're literally cooking eggs for us. Um, how old are they? <laughs> it, it's called dangerous. Is how old they are. <laughs> That's how old they are. They're dangerous. Now the seven-year-old, he'll get up, turn on the stove, and have eggs ready in the morning. Not always the best eggs, but they're always done. That's impressive, nonetheless, man. It's it's scary, dude. You gotta wake up early to yeah. get up with these kids, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, you're trying to keep up with them. But they're knife skills. You know, we were just talking about, you know, like 
your first job, you were like 14 years old yeah. working in a freaking place. And uh, yeah, you know, they wouldn't 15. let you. Yeah, 15. And they wouldn't let me use a knife till I turned 16. <laughs> but you had a huge pocket knife in your, yeah. in your pocket. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. My, my dad supported my, my pocket knife habit because he realized that I was just like a, a kid who liked to run around in the woods and carve stuff. And like I wasn't doing drugs or being, you know, mischievous. We lived in a small town. It was nice. Same here. Exactly. I, since I was eight years old, I feel like I've had a pocket knife, except for, you know, at school. But <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a few times. I got <laughs> yeah, I was going to say those times you got suspended for yeah. the pocket knife. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I grew up with a ton of Boy Scouts, and it was funny because between the camps I went to and my dad, I, I tried to hang out with the Boy Scouts, but I was like, I, I already know how to do all this yeah. stuff. Like, I don't need to don't need no I'm gonna go out the woods by myself. Like, I'm good. Uh, there's a lot of kids getting into competitive barbecue, too, man. The, uh, it seems like the, mm-hmm. the second and third and fourth generations are starting to come in. And I always thought I was, when we started, I was thought I was a young guy, not anymore. Because um, you see, like, Ubons. Ty, uh, dude. And Ty. I mean, what a, you know, those kids. Whoa. You, you think you can't get your ass kicked by a kid until it, it happens. And, you know, like, uh, Ty, he's been winning. Um, kid from Ubon's, they took sixth place in Whole Hog at no Memphis way. in May no against way. Myron. They beat Myron. Crazy. Yeah, that's that's good. All right, shit. rubbing it in. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, that's what he. A lot of people, and that's what happens when you get to that top tier. People just want to beat somebody who is recognizable. Exactly. You know, it's like we. Uh, but at Memphis in May, it's always different. Like I've won it uh, in 2015. And then the very next year, I took 27th place. Whoa. So Myron's done the same thing. He's wow. won it. And then you turn around the next year and get an 11th. That's it's wild. like, how in the world we do the same thing every time? But, you know, the judges are getting smarter, too. <laughs> they're getting um, privy. Yeah, they're starting to figure it out. Well, and we talked about it a little bit uh, when we were at Memphis in May. But uh, the, the presentation, you have to, you know, you got to wear fresh clothes. You got to have... Uh, a fresh piece of meat to show the judges. I mean, there's it's almost like getting a Michelin star for when the judges show up. Like it's this isn't just like, hey, is the meat good or not? Yeah, you got to bring a game, especially at Memphis MA because there is on-site judging. Um, you know, they always say you can't talk yourself into the trophy, um, but in the finals, you know, you got three judge or four judges there that are, that see the top nine barbecue teams, and they get to pick who wins. Uh, so you can imagine how lucky they are. Yeah. And they're probably pretty starstruck also. I mean, you go judge Chris Lilly and Tuffy back-to-back as a judge, that's some epic, epic shit right like there. They're both good. But yeah. <laughs> how are you even going to decide? Like, what is – so it gets really nitpicky. I mean, you might lose, lose a point or a percentage of a point uh, based on – some of these genes being wiped out by grease or, you know, there's such a fine line there because there's no bad barbecue in MSMA. I mean, there's some teams that don't turn anything in because they got <laughs> shit-faced. But, um, <laughs> but guaranteed, if you're in the finals, I mean, that's, that's a hard job. Just, just in general, I, I, we were not expecting Memphis in May to be, you know – I think some, uh, like half the teams didn't turn in at some of the nights. Like, we, we've been to San Antonio and Houston and a couple other competitions, and it's like when it's time for turn-in, 
you better stay like along the side because people are running down every path, every road. Yep. Uh, and there just wasn't that vibe there. The vibe was just like, it's a party and some people are cooking barbecue and some people just have a three-story bar. Yeah, with a stripper pole in it. Yeah, was there stripper poles there? Yeah. I didn't even catch yeah, that. There's, um, I mean, I, I can't tell you about it, but no. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's definitely party teams. I mean, no doubt. That's what's good about Memphis and May, though, and all the – think about it. If you didn't have party teams at Houston at the rodeo, yeah, bro, come on. You got to have party teams. Like, that's what that's what it's all about. Um, but we, we buckled down, man. We showed up this year. We rented a big-ass house. We had the whole team there. We had ping-pong tables, shuffleboard. I mean, we just had this competitive vibe, you know. And my mom and dad, they're competitive. We were talking about this last night. And um, man, my sister. So the whole team showed up, and we tried to have no drink Fridays, which doesn't work. Um, <laughs> but we tried to, like, hold out because I'm a day drinker. And uh, try to hold out as long as we can because it matters so much on Saturday morning. Um, not only how the cook go, but how are you going to present yourself, you know? And, you know, I wake up every morning and just, my day might suck, but I'm going to make somebody's day better. <laughs> exactly. You know? That's At least try. But I need a beer right now. So. <laughs> I mean, so we're, you know, you get to see a whole different side. You get to hang out with uh, you know, people on TV shows, you're judging, you're doing all this. Do you see barbecue going in a certain direction or is it just blowing up everywhere you go? Uh, I mean, really famous Dave kind of summed it up. He's like, you know, barbecue is so just on fire right now and so hot. And, I, you know, I'm like, is it a trend? Like, what, what do you see in this? And we were, I was sitting at not a round table. We were just having, a, having some beverages and a sweet baby Ray and famous Dave. And, you know, he's like, the, the only problem with barbecue right now is that every asshole chef is going to put it on their menu. Yeah. And I'm like, well, chefs aren't assholes. He's like, I'm not saying that. He, what I'm saying is the fact that it's so popular that you go into anybody's restaurant and they're going to have something brisket something pulled pork they're gonna have a barbecue chicken um and i'm cool with that uh, because there's purest places like the one you're about to open that are just gonna have a straight up barbecue menu exactly yeah. no frills but we're always gonna be able to pay the bills because there's people standing in line uh waiting on it so you know my forecast for barbecue i mean i know there's a couple new shows coming out um i mean it's it's going through the roof you know if you don't have a cooker, you probably should get one. Get your one, yeah. <laughs> they, well, uh, and, I mean, the amount of cookers even has exploded. I mean, there's there's a ton of different kinds of pellet grills if you're into that. There's, you know, charcoal, and then there's offsets from, you know, stuff you can buy at Home Depot to giant custom, you know. 20 you guys, smokers. Yeah, yeah you guys yeah. both, I mean. <laughs> I had to buy a new trailer to put my <laughs> smoker on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. tell us, tell us. Y- Tell us how you came up with like the Jeep and the taxi and these like custom smokers you that guys made. Cool. The, I mean, we have a, um, I've got a welder. He's just an old, old school guy, and I've I've always talked to him about you know how I need the smoke to circulate in this old cooker, and um, and one day I was like, man, we need to make this a whole hog cooker, and um, so we made it whole hog cooker, first hog that we ever cooked the backbone went down on it and the judge is like you know we we did get third place that day um 
but there was only three teams. <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, that'll never win. So we invented this thing called the RoboHog, which is just like a skeleton that the hog sits on, and it literally looks like it's standing there. Um, can check out. Well, you got some. Yeah, I'll cut it into the video, too. Hell, it's yeah. It's really cool. The RoboHog. <laughs> yeah, man. It so blew me away. It's... Um, we use an injection on the hog and it literally like it looks like it's there's just juices underneath the skin well i mean you you take the skin off in one big piece yeah yeah we saved it um we saved it this year i had a few we did one for man versus food and actually tattooed the logo on the hog and um i had like three of them and when we had the fire they burned up so this year we had to commemorate the whole hog or the win yeah. with uh was saving the skin. That's the only thing that like, I say, how could I improve our hog is I wish that I could get the skin crispy like Sam Jones does, you know, and it's just, it's impossible for us <laughs> to do. It's nice and golden and pretty, but if I could reach out there and, oh man. And just so, like you know. chicharrona? Yeah. Yes. I mean, we've tried to blow torch it. We've tried everything. It's just, cause we, we always make sure the hog's super dry. The skin is dry when we put it in, try not to put any holes in it. Um, yep. Until How does Sam Jones do it? Sam Jones cooks over live fire, flips it, uh, you know, he cooks with a shield, and then when he turns it over. Yeah, I saw um, him cooking a hot luck. Yeah, yeah, once he turns it over and goes direct with that, I mean, he's already salted the skin. Uh, I don't care, man. Sam Jones could fart, and I'd stand in line and smell it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, he is okay. awesome. And he's just old school, like. Oh, have you ever seen him karaoke? No. Bro, he <laughs> crushes it. Really? Oh, dude. If dude you ever have sing. a chance to hang out and listen to Sam Jones, he's amazing. <laughs> yeah. you, need, you need to go down there and add something to the menu. So there's there's sliders, yep. cold pork, and karaoke. Yeah. At his restaurant. Totally. Totally. Well, and, uh, you know, we got to do karaoke and a bunch of stuff at the NBBQA. Uh, do you get to interact with a lot of other cookers? In, do people come visit you in Mississippi? I mean, I know you got a team that spans the whole nation, so those yeah. guys are probably coming and going all the time. Yeah, we're, um, we've got some classes coming up in the fall, and uh, people are just, because the shed is a real place. You know, it's not just a TV show. It's not just a barbecue joint. Um, you know, it's, it's a front porch. It's where people come and talk and hang out and enjoy, you know. What right now is 115 degrees and about 9,000 percent humidity, Um, but we're right on the water. And uh, some people just show up and drink beer. Other people show up and order a brisket sandwich, and they've done that same thing every Tuesday for 18 years. I'm like, man, you should try the ribs. I'm like, no, no, no. I just want the brisket sandwich. I'm like, why? Why don't you try something else? And they're like, I don't care about those ribs. Yeah. They're like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to try anything. So you know, that's what that consistency. And we're open seven days a week, um, and we're really trying not to change it. You know, they say the third generation uh, just you know usually is usually the one that messes it up. Yep. And we're first generation in this thing, and uh, you know. I'm just trying not to mess it up. You know, somehow we got lightning in a bottle and we're just trying to trying to keep it there. If know? it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Unless the county code commission wants you to <laughs> and then you got to freaking change it. Well, tell us the story because I heard you had to pay some pretty hefty fines for that oh, one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had a hefty fine. I got two uh, written up for code violations because I really did not get a permit to build the place. So it's like self-inflicted wound. Um, <laughs> two days on the front page of the newspaper and my fine was 
$35. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I paid it twice. <laughs> Happily. <laughs> there you go. Uh, was there what, did, did, was there a certain amount of shock when they told you what the fine was? I think even I mean even the judge was appalled that it was thirty five dollars. That was you know everybody's expecting. I was expecting thirty or forty thousand um, dollars, but you know the good thing is we got it worked out. We came up with a plan that everybody liked. Uh, so that's raising up the bathrooms. Um, that's my last thing that I have to do, and then I'll be. In good graces. Good. Is that, is but that, I've, I've lived my life in detention and suspension and a couple nights in jail. So I've been in trouble <laughs> the whole time. So this is just par for the course. Is that, a, is that a, a, like a water pressure thing? Or what made you have to lift those up? Uh, it's because we're right on the bayou. So uh, when there's a flood, they want it to be above the floodplain. Oh, that but, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, you don't and want I, that going back. But I'm like, the bathrooms? Yeah. Really? Like, why? But it's not for me to ask. It's uh -uh. just for me to do. So we're going to, I was thinking we'll just build a bar underneath the bathrooms, call it the Pooh Bar. <laughs> Come on out and get foobarred at the Pooh Bar. Yeah, I mean, if you think it's a good idea, hit me up. <laughs> well, that's kind of the beauty of, of what you all do is that no matter what gets in front of you, you just smile and go, all right, we'll do this too. It's part of the, yeah, it's part for the course. It's just like, what do we do? We maintain fires and we cook food and, you know, life is just like a fire. You got to maintain it. And um, so it's just, you know, sometimes you got to add a log to the fire. Sometimes you got to take one out. Um, so just finding that middle of the road, exactly what's going to work. Um, sometimes you don't have to figure it out because they'll figure it out for you. <laughs> Well, and do you think a lot of this comes from kind of doing what makes you happy at su such a young age? Or, I mean, like, I, you know, I, I'm not going to tell how people how old you are, but you definitely don't look your age. And, and I think that that comes from just smiling all day, right? Well, I got to pick, you know, I went to college, got a couple degrees, and I got to pick what I wanted to do. And um, so the hardest person to explain yourself to is yourself. So, you know. When I get up every day, I don't come up with these negative ideas. I come up with like a positive idea, like, you know. Even though I might have stubbed my toe and it freaking hurts, well, I still gotta go run the freaking race, you know. So it's a, um, it's just self-motivation. And when I see kids and adults enjoying a sandwich of some sort or cold beer at the place, um, or talking about it, yep. you know, or going to another barbecue joint and you know, posting that they ate there. It's like, that's what this is about. Um, you know, so the smiles are real. Well, and it, it probably helps, you know, Mama Shed's always killing it. I mean, she just has her own energy. Daddy owes his way. Brooke, you know, is a little more serious, but you need that too. Oh, yeah. Uh, but y'all, you know, y'all do everything from cook to go boating. Like, it just seems like you're living the life in Ocean Springs. It's a good place. Uh, it's a good place to live. It's um, it's not too expensive. Brooke does have some badass boats. Uh, her husband is a charter fishing captain, like the best charter fishing captain on the coast, and uh, they just got this new one that is just sick. I, I mean, like man. ostrich skin <laughs> so seats. Brooke actually has the is the record holder for the largest shark ever caught in the Mississippi River. No way. Yeah, in people the Mississippi don't, River. Yeah, people don't understand. Oh, the um, 
that uh, barbecue lifestyle has to involve fun. If you don't have other hobbies and other interests, then it's it's gonna hurt you. It's gonna break you. You know, like you gotta have. So Brooks' interests are boats. Mine's like tractors and four wheelers and shit. I'm not that good of a driver, but <laughs> they're fun. I can pile a field. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So do you guys do when she catches these big fish? You guys cook them up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, her. Um, one of the boats is called the Freak Show, and uh, it's got like four 350-horsepower oh, engines man. on it. It's freaking sick. Um, but they just caught twin 500-pound bluefin tuna. Twin. Out, just out of the Two Gulf? 500-pounders. So they ridiculous. go know from they Mississippi. They roll out to um, they roll out to Chandelier, which is right off the out the Mississippi River, mm-hmm. off of Louisiana. And then from there is where they run out another 60 to 80 miles. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like you're sitting on the beach in Cancun, dude. The water is crystal clear, blue, and they just hooked up. And the clients they had on the boat didn't want any of the fish. What? Bro, they had one filet that's 89 pounds. The filet. Oh, my God. It was insane. And the guys were like, no, we're good. We don't want any. We don't, you don't need any food now for a good. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the pictures are on the uh, on the Instagram account. It's it's insane to see, um, but you know, we live vicariously through a lot of other people too. You know, it's uh, I got buddies that are opening barbecue joints right now, um, or figuring out how to open one, or w- just enthusiasts that want to buy a a new pellet cooker or a new uh, char griller or a new. They're, they're just looking to add a barrel cooker to their arsenal. You know. Oh, well, I've got a propane grill, but I need a stick burner because I saw this on TV. You know, people are adding to their arsenal. You know, everybody says, well, what's the best cooker out there? I said, well, the best cooker that I know of is the one that I'm standing in front of because that's the one that I'm going to use and I'm going to master, you know. Um, So I just say keep adding to the arsenal. Like, if you got exactly. one, go use it. I know you're itching yeah. to freaking get those new ones you got fired up. Oh, man. I've, I've fired them up a few times so far, and uh, I haven't got, like, to do a full cook, you know, the full pit. You're just standing out there staring at yeah, them. Yeah, no. Oh, look, in awe. I just throw yeah. wood in it sometimes. Just, to... <laughs> <laughs> just go through the motions. Hey, yeah. no problem. I like it. That's called mastering <laughs> the fire. <laughs> yeah. You don't need any practice, though, bro. You got no, it down, Pat. I got it down. Yeah. Yeah, at first, when I first started, uh, I was a firefighter, you know. <laughs> really? <laughs> it goes out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I kept on messing it up, but I got it down by now. Well, and so, uh, are you doing any pop-ups in the near future, or are you laying low until you got a space? Uh, kind of laying low. I'm doing uh, some stuff for, like, family and friends cool. and stuff like that. Like private catering, stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, private caterings, and, but... Uh, uh, there's a few other ones that are here and there, but it's nothing for the public yet. Nice. Well, yeah. I'm, I know any party's going to get better when you pull up with a thousand-gallon smoker behind you. Oh yeah, it's normally it's normally a spectacle. <laughs> and I like the fact that y'all uh, you didn't paint them or you love them that with that like green patina. I love that. Yeah, man. Uh, Jimmy at Primitive Pits, he's doing that. Uh, he's pushing them all out like that. You know, they've got just an arsenal of uh, those old propane tanks out there, and they're all from like the 50s. You know, so. Uh, they're, they're primed and ready to go. He pretty much just has to cut the holes. He pushed them out real fast, too, within a month. Yeah, it sound, he said he said he was he was turning them out fast because some yeah. of the ones in Texas, like, there's a waiting list for months and months, years yeah. sometimes. and that's pretty much this whole thing is, you know, it, tired of the, I mean, the other, all the ones that are pretty expensive are really nice and they're beautiful and all that. Um, but he just simple. He wants to bring it back real primitive, you know. 
Dude, barbecue yeah. is so hot right now. Anyone with a welding certification, just start making pits. <laughs> no doubt. You can come by the shed. Yeah. Check out our, our Willis that we did. We did one for the uh, three taxi guys. It's a that's a taxi cab that was also in the finals this year at Memphis yeah. MA. We had our three my three best buds. Um, you know, we're in it. And I told Boris Night Out, who was also a whole hog finalist this year, I told him at the National Barbecue Convention, I was like, guys, all you got to do if, is if the final at Memphis MA and this hog will win. And Eric's like, yeah, as long as you're not in the finals. <laughs> and sure enough, this year we were in the finals. And, um, you know, you hate, you hate to see your friends lose, but somebody had to walk with the trophy. And those guys actually came up after the booth and we realized that all three of us, we had all three trophies there, first, second, and third place, and the grand championship, and we all cooked uh, Compart family, um, Duroc hogs. And uh, so to see Mr. Compart there, you know, dude, couldn't get any better. I mean, he's got, that's, all, that's on top of the world. Yeah, Duroc's great. You can't, you can't get any better. Um, and they were results they, yeah. then to get all three categories and walked with the grand championship. Right. But that compart meet, it is, I mean, it's, it's legit. Well, and they're like celebrities there because everyone, everyone cooks with their pigs. So yeah. everywhere they go, I mean, it, it's just so fun to watch because we were backstage where everyone's taking the pictures, trying to interview y'all and interview the different winners. But it was like, we had to get in line because the people, everyone was celebrating the shed. Like, it wasn't like you guys won and then everyone else just walked away with their heads down. Chris Lilly was giving everyone hugs. Yep. I mean, everybody was just having a party. Like, everyone everyone who won and people who lost or didn't place at all, they still wanted to come up and shake your hand. They still wanted to see the trophy. They still wanted to take selfies. Like, there, there's a there's a certain level of sportsmanship that, you know, there's not a lot of bad blood. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing to watch. I mean, there's definitely some babies in barbecue, um, you know, there's people that talk shit and, and that's fine. Just as long as they're talking about us, whether it's good or bad, this, you know, that's good. It's a good sign. Um, right. but there's so much camaraderie and, you know, everybody wants to, in order to be a good loser, you got to be a good winner. And if you lose the way you win is you go, congratulate the winner. And there was a lot of that this year, man. Um, and especially like with my mom, you know, some people like me, some people like my sister, some people love my mom and dad. Yeah. So there's, you know, a varied audience of people that, you know, if you don't, if you can't hear your own name called, you at least want your friend's name called. Exactly. And we got a lot of friends out there. Well, and you all, you also have a lot of friends in, in, in you know, you, you had Kingsford, you had Rectech. Um, there were those uh, ceramic grillers. Yep. Vision, I mean, vision yeah. grills. Uh, you guys, you guys partner with so many good companies. So when you win, so many people are winning. Yeah, uh, we had Chupacabra Rubs uh, this year. Uh, he came in as a sponsor, which that stuff is awesome. If you haven't tried the no, Chupacabra brand, um, dude, they are amazing. We use it on our chicken wings this year. Um, took first, first place, place chicken trophy. wings. Um, we used it on the whole hog this year. We lay we lay bacon out on the the frame of the robo hog. And I seasoned the bacon, and then when we had the hog upside down, when we actually seasoned it, we do two rounds of, of the seasoning. Um, so you put bacon under the hog? So essentially, what we're doing is we're trying to oh, protect pre protect the loin. So yeah. the way that we do that, because you know you got to turn in the ham, the shoulder, and the loin. So we we need the loin to be perfect. Um, so in the robo hog, we've got a pan. Um, that we actually put frozen butter, frozen compound butter, and uh, fresh herbs, and then uh, 
super cold bacon yeah to where that takes you know let's say two hours for that to melt so it's protected that loin it's just right under the loins um and that's one of the one of the things that we had to figure out over time you know our first uh first memphis ma was in 2005 and we've taken two trophies every year that we've been there um and then this year you know we won the poultry category we won beef chicken wings the hog we won best booth a couple years um so we're trying we're really trying to be the first team uh to win every category at memphis ma we got to win exotic seafood and uh yeah i don't know yeah, why but with seafood i mean it seems like we would be able to do it and we cook seafood all the time yeah. uh, but that category you're like do you put a whole bunch of stuff on there or do you just turn in like this year we just turned in straight up alaskan king crab legs we came in seventh um but seventh place is the sixth loser <laughs> so uh you know i gotta get that one and then uh we've got to win the sauce categories and then we'll, we'll be the first team in history to be um hopefully have won every category well and let's go back because you're you're just doing this magical hog where you you're putting cold stuff on the inside like are you just experimenting all the time like how often do you cook a whole hog as a test we do we do a lot of hogs for uh weddings and big catering events um but you know you figure that hogs a couple thousand dollars and then all the ingredients but now we don't change anything up since we've uh we used to change the cooker every year like oh we should do this or we should change that yeah. and once we hit that um we've taken first place hog uh three out of five years and once we got that first one um, That's we haven't changed it yeah. you know we do the same thing same robo hog um same seasonings actually no it's not the same seasonings because um we added chupacabra this year uh he's got one called brisket magic and another one called cluckalicious that are freaking amazing and um and then we also use the three taxi guys they've got one called the red rub okay and um and you know then we go back to the old school garlic you know I mean, always freaking it's pork you gotta have some garlic in there have you seen anybody else trying to start to do like a Robo hog esque. Uh, we've seen we've seen a couple imposters, um, and you know the biggest form of flattery is you know somebody trying to exactly. mimic what you're doing. Um, well, but at the same time, you got to figure out how to cook on it, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, but, but you guys also you built you built the one for the tech. Like that's what's so cool is that people came to you and said, hey, that like you had the only Robo hog one year, right? And then what the next year there were five, yeah. and you built how many of those? Uh, we built all of them. Yeah. Uh, now Old Hickory, um, we've uh, partnered with them, so you can buy a Robo Hog now that'll actually uh, bolt down to a grate. So as long as the opening of your pit is big enough, um, you know, like Memphis MA, we had uh, two 264-pound hogs. Um, so that's that's huge. So the Robo Hogs that we have, people say, man, can I borrow that? You know, I, I need to do a cater. I'm like, yeah, no problem. But if you put a hundred-pound hog on it, it's gonna look goofy yeah yeah so the ones that all hickory's making are designed for like an 80 to 120 pound hog okay that um, was my next question was yeah. there, is it pretty universal yeah <laughs> yeah for, uh, for sure well it's a uh, it's a cool way to cook um we catered ken hess's wedding which was a pitmaster for big bob gibson for years and years um 
and we had a 250 pound hog out there and at that time it was the biggest hog we'd ever cooked and two little flower girls came out and um i mean you how cute is the little flower girls at the yeah, wedding? Yeah. I mean, come yeah. on. I'm going to cry just thinking about it. <laughs> and they come out, and, you know, the chaperone was there at the door because they were about to walk down the aisle and do the flower girl thing while we were out there shining up the hall, getting it ready for the catering right after it. And the older little girl, she might have been eight or nine, and her little sister probably four or five. And uh, the older girl said, wow, that looks good. And you could tell the younger girl, she was about to start crying oh. because it's a whole hog. It has a head on it. And the older sister said, don't worry. When you cook a hog, it turns into pork. And this little girl said, oh, that looks good. Oh. And I swear to you, they walked off and me and Hobson, who our senior pit master, we're like crying. Yeah. I'm like, bro, if that flower girl would have started crying, what would you have said? And he's like, dude, I have no idea. That little girl just saved our lives. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> don't worry. and the chaperone, literally after she said that, chaperone came out, boom, they were right down the aisle doing their flower girl thing. And literally we had a moment, but that's, uh, that's been one of the, the greatest whole hog. You know, don't worry, when you cook a pig, it turns into pork. <laughs> <laughs> you like pork, I would have never been able to yeah. say that. Yeah. <laughs> so simple. She saved the day. Well, I guess what I, what I was getting at is, most people they cook at the, in the back of their area at a competition, and they do all oh, this stuff. Doing good. And uh, we're not filming; we're just recording. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll shut it down. We'll wrap it up. Thank you. All right. We did. The manager here—he's known we were here the whole time. I mean, he's been waving at us and. We'll shut it down, man. No worries. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, I think we're getting booted. Bum bum bum. Hotel lobbies. So, the last question I always ask everyone is: we call our friend, we call our fans the meat men, and that's meat men, meat women, people who cook, people who are sitting in front of a pit, people who are doing whatever. Yeah. Uh, the people that love love to cook. What's your message to them, Brad? I'd say keep cooking, and uh, you know when somebody tells you to leave, you got to turn off the mic, and we got to go. I got Thomas looking at us right now, but really the biggest thing in life is uh, for me is make sure the pit's always fired up, make sure your family's happy, and uh, give props to the big man upstairs. Everything will be all right. Absolutely. Thanks, Brad. Amen. See y'all on the radio. Y'all to see me eat now. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. This has been a production of Glenn Cliff Media, recorded live in Austin, Texas. Never